Plenty of football news, plenty of football discussion at this stage of the A-League season. Uh, the ladder is starting to take shape and, of course, the push is on for the top six. Now, Phil Moss predicted a Perth Glory win last week. At different times, he thought it might have been possible against the might of Melbourne City, but the uh, reigning minor premiers of last season looking every, go- every bit as good to achieve that again in this season of A-League. We're too good. They won 4-2. The good news is the Glory are back at home as they face the Central Coast Mariners. Uh, that game is tomorrow night back at Macedonia Park. And Phil Moss is with us to talk us through what we might see this weekend. President of Football Coaches Australia and part of the uh, Channel 10 and Paramount Plus commentary team. Hello, Phil. Yeah, morning, mate. How are you going? Good. Um, now, I didn't think you were too far off the mark last week in hoping for a glory win. At different times, they looked promising, didn't they? But City too good. How do they go against the Mariners? Yeah, that's right. They did. Um, Melbourne City flexed their muscle when they needed to. But I, but I think, as you said, I, I think Perth sort of aided that. And the, the Lashman red card certainly didn't help. But um, they certainly um, they showed that they can match it for periods with, uh, with the best in the league, which I think is really promising from a Perth Glory point of view. And I, I think this game tomorrow night has the hallmarks of a fantastic game of football because... You know, I don't think the last week's result will rattle Perth's confidence at home. I think, um, if anything, it'll probably give them a bit of confidence because they did match it with Melbourne City for, for long periods, as we said. But the Mariners love rolling their sleeves up, love going to Perth. So I reckon this is going to be a fantastic battle. Hard to pick as well. I'm, I'm sort of sitting on the fence a bit on this one. I think it might be a, an entertaining score draw, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if Perth got the points. And, and the progression of Perth, I think we acknowledge that they're coming from a fair way back this year, but you've been pretty impressed with Ruben Zadkovic and what he's done with this group? I have, because of his first go at senior professional management at A-League level, um, he was coming from a long, long way back when it came to what he needed to do in and around the dressing room. And, um, you know, I, the, the the building blocks that he put in place to get to where they are now, I think, have been really impressive for a young manager and He's shown a, a maturity, or not not a maturity, an experience beyond his years, if you like, um, and, a, and a self-belief that, that takes a lot of managers a lot more, a lot longer to get. Um, but we know Ruben had that as a player. And I think he's done his apprenticeship the right way. You know, he's been involved in the NPL um, over here in New South Wales, in, in northern New South Wales with uh, Newcastle, and um, and then a bit of a stint in, uh, in the A-League as an analyst and assistant coach. And... Um, and then he stepped up, so re- really impressed with uh, how he's going his first full season. And the Mariners deserve uh, the respect of the glory here. Second on the ladder, Nick Montgomery doing a terrific job. Uh, back-to-back, top-of-the-table clashes uh, as far as the, uh, the glory are concerned in playing first last week and now second. So the challenges are there, but the Mariners are a team close to your heart, Phil, playing some good football. Yeah, they are, and I, I think what's really been impressive... Um, is the way Nick Montgomery's carried on from Alan Stagic, um, who, who turned the club around in a lot of ways because I think it was four wooden spoons in five seasons. And, um, you know, Stagic came in and, and really sort of settled the, the ship and, and Nick's gone on with it. So um, I think the other aspect to that is losing Garen Quall at Christmas time or in the, the uh, January transfer window, and they haven't really missed a beat since. So, um, you know, that's a big thing as well. Although Quall was... Um, you know, pinch hitter off the bench, um, and I'll say that with all due respect. But um, you know, he, he's still he's one of those players that that sort of gave the squad confidence because you look along the bench and you think, well, there's someone who comes on every week and, and uh, either um, c- 
consolidates a result for us or gets us back in the game. And that's a big uh, ingredient to lose, but they've just carried on like nothing's uh, amiss and, um, and it's full credit to, to the club. Phil, one last one on this game before we look at some of the others in the A-League this round. Um, Adam Taggart, he's been named. Do you think we'll see much of him tomorrow night? Well, I hope so, for Perth's point of view and, and for the A-League's point of view. Cause we know what happened when he when he came uh, off the bench for his um, reincarnation, if you like, at Perth Glory with a couple of goals. Um, and it just lit Macedonia Park up. And, um, you know, if he can do that again tomorrow night, uh, we're, we're in for a fantastic game of football. So I'd like to think that he's now back uh, to fitness and, uh, and he'll feature for the rest of the season, but only time will tell. Round starts tonight, Phil, with Western United and, and Wellington. Wellington coming off a loss to MacArthur last Sunday, so pretty quick turnaround for them. But Western United, we've spoken about their plight a bit this year, uh, the, the dizzying heights of the grand final win last year, and this year's been a bit of a struggle. It's been a massive struggle, hasn't it? Um, you know, it, the, I remember Johnny Aloisi coming into pre-season and saying publicly the C-word is banned. Um, complacency, of course, um, is banned from uh, from being bandied around the around the dressing room. So I don't know if it's complacency or a, or a grand final hangover, what it's been. But um, you know the likes of Leo Lacroix, Priovic didn't feature um, in the early stages of the season. Um, Diamante's been injured, so there's been mitigating circumstances, of course, for for where they are. But you know to go from uh, champions to eleventh uh, out of twelve teams um, and really really struggle. Um, is not where they want to be, but 16, 16 points. Um, so they're uh, what seven points off? Um, no, five points off the, the, the top six. So um, you know they're only a couple of results away from from really shooting up the ladder. And I guess that's the uh, the silver lining in the in the cloud that's been this season so far. Can they get the points tonight? Uh, they can, of course. It's a two horse race, and Wellington coming off that loss to to Macarthur. Last week, um, Uffi Kale was furious that his side missed two penalties um, at a stage where it would have put them out of sight. Um, but, um, yeah, so expect the, the wounded beast to come out uh, in this one from Wellington's point of view. But um, at, uh, this game's down in Launceston as well yep. in, in Tasmania, so it's, it's a sort of home game on the road for, for uh, Western. Could suit Wellington better than it does Western, to be honest, because uh, the conditions down there similar to New Zealand in a lot of ways. So... Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Wellington get the points. Yeah, been a tough week or so for the people of New Zealand, so our thoughts go out to those. I'm sure it would have affected uh, Wellington Phoenix. It was a massive earthquake, and the, the weather's been uh, very difficult over the last week. Uh, Sydney FC and yeah, Brisbane well Raw uh, coming up on Saturday, but you've got MacArthur and Newcastle, Phil. Uh, that's the game you'll be at. A couple of interesting Saturday afternoon games into, uh, well, arguably the biggest game, Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory, and we know the, the history there of recent times, so that's a game that's been circled for a while. Yeah, that's right. Well, first of all, Sydney FC and uh, and Brisbane. Um, you know, three weeks ago, Stevie Corica would have gone home and looked in the mirror and seen Dwight York. Um, now I think he's seeing Steve Corica again because uh, three wins on the trot has really helped turn their season around. And, and I think they can go to on the trot here. I, I really think they'll have too much for Brisbane at home. And, and they need to. If, if they really want to be serious contenders uh, this season, then, then they need to dispatch of uh, teams like Brisbane. That said, with all due respect, to Warren Moon's team, but um, yeah, four on the trot would really uh, make some headlines for Sydney FC. MacArthur, um, if they can if they can go back to back, then you could probably say they've turned things around from that massive loss to uh, Melbourne City just a couple of weeks ago, six one. Milos Dajowski's second game in charge. He got a draw in his first game, um, but they found a way to win last week. So if they can do that again against Newcastle, an inconsistent Newcastle at home, 
then uh, that certainly puts them right back in the uh, in the reckoning. Melbourne victory, Melbourne City. This um, you know it's the headline game of the of the weekend. We know the headlines that were uh, abound in um, December. Um, I'm sure there'll be no repeat of that. Um, I just hope that um, you know there's no designated uh, seating for Melbourne Victory fans. No drums allowed, flags um, and megaphones. They're, they're not allowed. So um, I'm sure security will be huge. But if the football is good enough, the atmosphere will be fantastic. So uh, I'm expecting a great game. Yeah, hopefully it is a good game and we're talking about the action on the pitch uh, in that match uh, at Amy Park tomorrow. Final game is Adelaide United and Western Sydney. Now that's Sunday. There's been a lot of talk about afternoon games in summer fill in the A-League and uh, a heat policy and and looking after the players' well-being. Where do you sit on that? Because you would have coached a number of of afternoon games in summer and seen the effect it has on the players. Where do you sit on the heat policy and needing games to be played later? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of afternoon games <clears throat> at this time of the year. I played in them uh, in the old National Soccer League with Northern Spirit. Um, it's 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 just it's unfair. It's unfair on players. It's unfair on coaches. It's unfair on fans to get to make them sit through um, you know 90 minutes of um, of much slower football. And and don't forget, fans are in the in the heat as well. Um, so if we if we are a summer, we're, we're playing. Well, I'll never say we're a summer sport. We're playing in summer at the moment. Um, and I think you've got to adapt to that. And three o'clock games are just not conducive to great football, high intensity, uh, high entertainment, um, a great product um, that we all want. So um, you know, the sooner, and we're, we're talking about this again, to be honest. And, and I'm, I'm actually sick of talking about it because mm. the A League's been going, um, you know, nearly a decade and a half now, and um, and we've still got three o'clock kickoff games in summer. So uh, fix it, change it. It, it, it has to happen. Who wins the game? It's a good one. Adelaide, Western Sydney. Yeah, it is. It's a cracker. Um, Western Sydney will be smarting after last week, losing the Sydney derby, of course. So they'll come out um, firing as much as they can at three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I'm not sure what the temperature, um, what the forecast is in Adelaide, but um, if it's a hot one, it's very hot in Adelaide uh, this time of the year. Um, but Adelaide, of course, are um, you know they're at home and, and they really need to um, start stringing uh, results together. Um, Carl Viet will, will be drumming that home in the dressing room, no doubt at all. Um, and of course, they uh, they got the win last week over uh, Western by the odd goal, three two. So if they can uh, if they can go back to back, that'll be a big one for them. And Phil, just to finish, that's a look at the A League this weekend. But the Matildas last night, what a great way to start a huge year for them. They won four nil. Yeah, fantastic, and good to see Claire Polkinghorne on the uh, score sheet as well. A milestone game for her. Great servant to. Uh, to the game here in Australia, a fantastic ambassador off the pitch as, as well as on it. Um, Sam Kerr scoring, and um, and um, you know overall it was a solid performance. And I think you know it's safe to say that the Matildas have worked very very hard to turn things around from you know six or eight months ago, where um, you know they were um, they weren't playing good football. Twelve months ago, I, I suppose it's probably more realistic. Um, but over the last sort of six months, they've really started to find some form. They've um, They've uh, tightened up their defence, which is so critical going into a massive tournament like the World Cup, especially on home soil. Um, so things you would say are heading in the right direction. This tournament that they're in at the moment is perfect timing and great preparation for uh, for what's around the corner uh, middle of the year. Excellent start to the Cup of Nations for the Matildas. Uh, Phil, thanks as always for your time. Lovely to chat to you and look forward to another huge weekend of football. Yeah, enjoy it and I'll speak to you soon.